Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Wombat Sports Podcast here on blogtalkradio.com. Also on GoFightLive.tv and um, in WalmartSports.com. I'm Mark Dekeo. I'm your host today. I'm very privileged to have a very, very uh, exciting kickboxer. She's one of the best in Southern California, if not the United States. She has a fight coming up, uh, coming up in Vegas coming up next month. Um, I'm really excited to have her on the show. Uh, we'll try to get her on right now. Roxy Richardson, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, now it's been a year since you you last fought. Um, what, what was the problem? Was it was it just you couldn't find any fights? Um, well, that's part of the problem, you know. But I'm really used to that because there's so few, um, not only female Muay Thai fighters in America, but there's very few pro female fighters. So as soon as I turned pro, it made it like ten times harder to get fights. Um, so that's just been kind of the name of the game like throughout most of my career is have, having some difficulty finding fights so I'm pretty comfortable taking time off between them and just all this training and working and improving yeah and, and it seems like that's changing because we're seeing a lot more female Muay Thai fights and a lot more female kickboxing fights coming up um, within the next couple months I mean just with, with the Muay Thai Premier League starting up it seemed like that was the kickoff of a lot of these events starting to happen, especially in the Nevada area. So, are you seeing that there's a lot more, a lot more promoters uh, being able to have that ability to uh, put on fights? You know, in the past, you know, I've been doing I've been doing this sport for about ten years, and and definitely in the past two years, there's just been this kind of explosion of new promoters in Southern California, which is it's great for the sport. It allows the fighters to be able to, um, you know, demand a little bit more money in the purse, but still not what it should be and um, be able to, you know, choose a little bit more about who they want to fight for and how they want to market themselves um, as opposed to just having very limited choices, which is how it was for the majority of my career. So that's really great. Um, but the thing is there's still so few female promo type fighters, and they're so, um, it's so difficult to be able to transition. Like in Europe, they have this system where it's like C-class, B-class, and A-class. And there's a lot of, of fighters in that B class where it's um it's basically full rules more tight but without the elbows and no knees to the head, but they don't wear the pads. And here there's just kind of more of a gap between the amateur and the pro league. So there's very few women that actually turn pro in the United States. I mean, I can count the number of pro females in Muay Thai on like one hand, I think. Yeah, and I mean and yeah, you see a lot of systems like out there and you see like um what's going on in Japan as well. I mean Japan uh, kickboxing is still very, very popular, um, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of fe- there's a lot of females out there. I think they're a little bit less they they, they have definitely a little little uh, I, uh, lower weight classes out there basically. So yeah, yeah it's interesting to be able to see that as well. But you also see that in Canada, you're seeing a lot of and I was talking to this talking about this uh, this past weekend um, that there is a lot of female kickboxers out of the western portion of Canada. And we're seeing a lot of them starting to kind of work up their way through the ranks. 
Yeah, it was great. I actually got flown out to Canada to fight Sandra Bastian um, a few years ago. Um, we were both still amateur, and um, that was a really great experience. It's a great thriving scene out there. Mike Miles was um, a really, really great host, and, and I had a great time up there fighting Sandra and, and really getting to meet everyone. So um, I think that them and then there's, like, yeah, the UK and Australia are the three, like, biggest hot spots for Muay Thai and also female Muay Thai um, in Holland, too. Yeah, I kind of find it interesting that, um, you know, that, um, that yeah, like I said, it's becoming a little bit more popular. I think, um, do you think that there's any kind of correlation between that? Do you think that maybe um, maybe that um, that MMA is helping kickboxing in in, in terms of, having females wanting to take up kickboxing first and then they, they take up their kickboxing and want to become fighters? Yeah, I, I think I think it's gaining a little bit more exposure um, from the MMA. Um, I think Gina Carano helped a lot because everyone knew that she had this Muay Thai background. Um, and I find that females in general are kind of more drawn. And when they come into my business, you know, they're more interested in doing the kickboxing than, say, the jiu-jitsu. Um, and so that that's definitely good for the sport. But I think what we really need to see, um, because, you know, most people are just doing it for fun and for fitness. It takes a, a special kind of crazy girl to go into it and actually fight. Um, so I, I feel like what we really need to see is just someone that has money, that wants to back the sport, and really give it the venue and the exposure that it deserves. And that's really all you need. I mean, that's what happened for MMA, and that's just what needs to happen for Muay Thai. That's what I'm hearing a lot from when you mentioned Australia. That's what I'm hearing from Australia, that there might be one or two promoters that are starting to do that a lot more often. Um, mm-hmm. And even some, some some promoters might even be thinking of, you know, even once or twice a year to do an all-female card, which would be great. So I'd be very interested to see kind of where the sport kind of rows in the next couple of years because, like I said, it just seems like they're game, starting to gain a little bit more, more momentum in, in kickboxing right now as well. You, you mentioned that you, you do get a lot of females going in to um, to try out kickboxing, and if they're not job for the, the you know to become competitive, just to just to be um, to have exercise or to learn a little bit of self defense. Um, what do you what do you think about about you know the numbers of girls that are coming in that wanting to start uh, start uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing? Um, well, I have like a I have a lot of females that come into my gym specifically just because we're kind of known for being female friendly. And my kick, my all my Muay Thai instructors are female as well, so it makes a really comfortable environment for them. Um, when I first started, it was like if you were a girl and you wanted to hang, you either have to be like super super tough, or you would take like the women's kickboxing class, and there was kind of like no in between. So what I've tried to do with my business is I've, I've built a gym where they feel really comfortable. It's like it's okay if you're nervous at first, you know, and they learn the form and they learn the strikes like anyone else would, but it's in an environment where it doesn't have to be like this macho tough thing where it's like, oh, what, you don't want to get hit? Well, you can't be in this class, you know. It's, it doesn't have to be like that at all, and I find from doing that I've managed to bring up quite a few girls who are interested in fighting who may not have been interested if it had been such a harsh environment to begin with. And, and you kind of can develop develop them up. Obviously, I mean, you can have a beginner's class and an advanced class, and that kind of you know eases their their minds when it comes to wanting to um, you know wanting to be, become better at the sport, even if you don't want to be competitive. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and it's it's helpful. I do have some of the beginner classes. I generally try to mix the beginners in with the advanced students pretty quickly, just so they can see 
um, you know, what the good form looks like and what they have to aspire to work towards. And that's been really helpful in our gym, too. Everyone's um, really just, uh, like, encouraging of each other. And I have so many girls in the classes now that literally there will be a full class and it will be all girls. <laughs> Maybe there will be, like, one guy. And then, you know, other days there will be, like, more guys. But for the most part, I'd say it's about, at this point, our gym is probably 75% female. Which, well, which uh, is great. I mean, yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> I like it, and you know, I think the guys like it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to, I have to mention on a side note um, that um, Amber Lyons, who's doing a great, a great, um, hopefully a great piece coming up on CNN this Sunday on women's MMA, has actually taken up kickboxing um, because of of the story that she did with us this, this past summer. And um, so, so yeah, we have another convert there. Uh, she's taking oh, up this boxing. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to, to be able to see that that you know that we're getting more people, we're getting more women interested in that in the sports as well. Do you think that you know just overall that women are starting to get more involved in sports? I mean, it seems like that seems to be the case, um, even if it's just not competitive. Just that they want to you know want to take up a sport. And I mean, not necessarily because you know because you're younger. Maybe you may be a little bit older and want to want to get back to exercise again or want to try out a sport. Yeah, I see a lot of I see a lot of other women women come into my gym and um, they may not have an athletic background, but they're certainly interested in becoming fit, and they know the health benefits of it, and and they're definitely motivated by that. You know, they want to be able to be active and lively in their old age and play with their grandkids. So there's definitely that kind of. Motivation. I think a lot of that comes from, you know, cultural differences now. I mean, you know, my grandmother and my mother were definitely not encouraged to play sports. But now, you know, the kids in school are encouraged to play sports. Unfortunately, some of the school programs are being cut right now. But, you know, if you go to a private school or um, if you have good, good parenting, you know, most girls are encouraged to be more active, if anything, just for the health benefits. But I think um, I think a lot of girls are doing it because they want to feel empowered, they want to feel stronger, and and that's a great thing. I, I've seen I've seen the sport of Muay Thai change people's lives to the better, and just they become these kind of more um, outgoing, more confident, kind of flourishing women, and that's that's pretty cool to see. Okay, I think we have a call coming in here real quick. Six seven eight, are you there? Hello. Hello. Who's this? This is Bobby Ray. God damn it, motherfucker! Hold on, we got a prank caller here. I'll get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, prank calls all the time. I mean, yeah. it's it's one thing you have a show, but God forbid you have a show with uh, some strong female athletes and people just want to crank call. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, that's a very rare instance on the show. Strangely enough, um, that's just what's weird once in a while that that, that something happens. That's the craziest. So there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting to see like, the the growth of the kind of what kickboxing is. I mean, that's what um, I'm hoping to. Um, it seems like you know because just because I, I do a kick, uh, I do a, uh, a boxing a kickboxing section that you see a lot more uh, kickboxing matches coming up as well. And um, they have mm-hmm. a fight coming up with Elena Maxwell is very interesting as well. And Elena's coming in. This is this is um, her first. I think her first kickboxing. She's had some. I think some amateur kickboxing, but this is her first pro kickboxing match. But she does have a background in a Zen show as well. Um, what do you think about Elena coming into this fight? Yeah, well, she's a strong fighter. I was just really excited that someone wanted to fight. I, I so wanted to be on this card, and it was really it, me and um, the promoter were just having a hard time um, trying to find someone. 
I was originally wanted to fight Lindsay Shear, and she's um, she's a great uh, kickboxer out of I think it's Kentucky. Um, that fell through, um, and then I heard about Elena, and we're normally kind of two different weight classes. But I was like, I don't, I, you know, I don't care. I wanna, I really, I really want to fight. I'm happy that someone else wants to fight. And there's her background's really different. Um, but, you know, she's had a lot of fights. She's a tough girl, and I'm just excited to get in there and bang like I always do. It should be a very exciting fight. I mean, I mean, you know, coming coming from her background and, and, the, and how she's been trained, and she's been trained by uh, Kung Lee, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great kind of, I think it's going to be an really exciting match between you two. And it's great that Vegas is starting, again, starting to open up with kickboxing and have a lot more kickboxing cards because it seems like, they're having two or three within the next within the next month or so, um, and uh, yeah, it's great to be able to see that as well. There's like some American kickboxing card or something. That I know I don't think it's Muay Thai, but I I saw that. I was um, I, that's that's kind of unique. That hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, I, I think it's exciting to see that you know, especially Vegas kind of open up because it, there used to be that Vegas never never really did them. They had them for a while, and then for some reason, I think the Nevada State Athletic Commission stopped them. And then, you know, coming in with MMA, I think they decided, well, kickboxing should be just fine, and they brought it back, and it seems to be very, very exciting. So I'm really looking yeah, forward to this great. as well. Well, I have to give props to Christine Toledo for that because, you know, she she's been an, she was an active pro fighter for a long time, and you know, she, with her help in the line fight promotions, has really done a great job of moving Muay Thai up in Vegas, and that's been great. Yeah, um yeah, I mean how I mean how long have you been been training to prepare for this fight? Um I started training when I first heard about it. So, it's been like uh, I guess I kind of took my to it and started the schedule probably 6 weeks out. So, now it's what, like a month away, so um maybe a little more. Maybe I think no, it was longer than that. Probably like 7 or something. Um I stay pretty active, like, all the time, just kind of a fitness junkie. So I'm, I'm pretty much training, like, five days a week, whether or not I have a fight, which some people might think is crazy. <laughs> but then when I have a fight, I just I step it up a little bit. So it never really feels like I'm starting from scratch. It's always, like, just fine-tuning things. So you're probably not worried about ring rest at all? Uh, no, I, I don't get worried about ring rest. I fought some of my best fights when I've taken time off. And, um, you know, I had time off between my pro debut, actually just coming off an injury when I first had my pro debut, and I did great there. I fought Sandra Boston when I had a year and a half off, and I felt great in the ring. I might have been a little stiff, but I definitely hold my own against, she's one of the best in the world. Um, so, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable in taking time off between fights. That doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, more so it's just like the preparation leading up to it and get my mind right. Now, now, seeing that you're you're kind of you you're always kind of in in really good shape, um, I mean obviously this weight cut isn't gonna be that difficult for you. No, no, this is it's definitely I'm kinda of big for one thirty five generally. Um, you know, more more women are learning how to cut weight effectively. Um, so this weight cut's gonna be pretty easy for me. Um, but uh you know, I I don't I don't think it's safe to cut a whole lot of weight like a lot of the girls are doing. I think it's harder for women, but I I do know how to do it effectively if I need to. So I've gone as low as 132, although I don't enjoy that. <laughs> but now, um, when when you fought when you fought Bastion, what what weight was that at? That was a 132. That's like what she prefers. 
So she's actually fighting in the MPL. They're all fighting at 140. Yeah. So she moved up for that. Um, I think it's, it's pretty standard. You'll see a lot of, um, just because it's harder to find fights for women, I think most female Muay Thai fighters will range, um, you know, given like seven or eight pounds across weight classes just to get fights. Yeah, I mean, that was the way it was with MMA initially, too, because they, they they didn't have those weight classes. Now you're seeing that roughly 125 and 135 were the main weight classes now. That's where we're seeing a lot of the women there as well. So it kind of makes sense that that's roughly where they're going to be at um, with that as well. Yeah, because the reason I was asking is because it would be interesting to see if maybe next year, if, if the after the MPL season's over and they start the next season, it would have you as a part of that. I think it would be great to be able to see you Represent. I know Miriam couldn't be a part of it because she got injured. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see if, if they may maybe pick up pick you up um, next season. So I'm I'm I cross my fingers for that. Um, well, that'll give you a lot more fights. <laughs> another year, that would be incredible if they were, like really made a hit of this and didn't lose too much money and were able to go another season. Um, that would be great. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that if it happens. The production value is absolutely great on their shows, and um, in the idea that they they're going around the around the world basically with these cards, and they're working with different different promoters in different countries, I think is an absolute. I thought it was it's an absolute. It looks absolutely great, and uh, considering where they're going, like Italy and Holland, um, and then here in the United States and a couple other places as well, it seems like they're hitting a lot of the spots where Muay Thai is very popular. So. Uh, my fingers are crossed that it keeps it keeps on going because it, it looks like a great it, it looks like a great venue and I'm very kind of proud that MPL has picked up a women's weight class in that and had some of the best yeah, fighters I mean, there. So. They could have easily gone with another like you know men's weight division, but they didn't. They picked the girls. I think that was a smart choice, and I'm just so excited to see that kind of level of kickboxing for women promoted at a high level. I was fortunate enough to be able to go see the um, show at Long Beach, and it was spectacular like it was just amazing and seeing all those impre- incredible fighters up close and doing their thing was great did you have the opportunity to see julie kitchen when you were there i did we spoke briefly um she's uh we, we actually were, were thought about we m- might have fought like a couple of years ago and then something with the scheduling didn't work out um but she's she's a great girl and uh i i think she's got a good chance of winning that whole thing you know she's fought the best, and she's uh, she's definitely got that height advantage no matter who she fights. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I think that Julie is, you know, I think her name got out there pretty quick when when she was announced when she was a part of the MPL, and um, you know, I mean, it, it's great to be able to see that. You know, uh, Great Britain has has have a kind of a, a a kickboxer to kind of look up to. You know, it's like. Um, there are several others I'm pretty sure that are around there, but I think Julie's probably the the, the biggest well-known person in there as well. And it's great to see that, you, like I said, Europe is kind of developing that as well. You're seeing a lot of of different people from different parts of the uh, part of the country, and, and South America come to think of it too, because there's quite a few South American uh, kickboxers that are uh, part of this tournament as well. So, yeah, I yeah. think it's growing by leaps and bounds, and to see the see that the world is developing it. Um, I think that with with women's MMA, it took a while for Europe to kind of start to catch up. They're starting to catch up. Australia start to catch up with what the United States is doing. But it seems like with kickboxing, um, everybody in the world are starting to develop at pretty much the same ra- same rate. Yeah, and that's great. It's, it's exciting to see. I mean, I wish it had happened a little sooner <laughs> when I first started. Um, you know, it's like. 
been going over 10 years now, and it's like I, I'd like to think I was a part of all that that happened, you know, and making sites happen. So now, you know, I have an amateur team of a couple girls that I train, and, um, you know, it's easier to get them fights, and it's easier to keep them active, and, and I just hope I was a part of that coming up and, you know, building that bridge to be able to get more fights and get more exposure. Yeah, and I have to I have to say that, you know, it's it's great to see that that you have a gym like this, uh like your gym right now. Um and I want to make sure um <laughs> uh, make sure I I I want to make sure to plug it. It's 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 called uh, fit, uh Function, Function 5 Fitness. Function 5 Fitness. Um yeah. And we're in the Miracle Mile area of Los Angeles. Um and the website's function5fitness.com. And we do, we're kind of the unique gyms. We're not like a typical fight gym. Although I do have a couple fighters that I train, I don't like actively try to get everyone to fight that comes in the door. Um, they kind of, anyone who wants to fight for me, they kind of have to beg me because it's, it's a lot of work to build up fighters. So I want to make sure they're really serious about it. Um, and, it and then uh, the other half, we have, we have like Muay Thai classes, Jiu-Jitsu classes, and the other half of the gym is all personal training. I started um, being a personal trainer about... Um, I guess it was 2004, 2005. And uh, so we do a lot of um, functional training, Olympic weightlifting, plyometrics, sports-specific training, general weight loss. And then I have a whole, like, nutrition stuff that I do too, which I got into a couple years ago. Um, So I do nutritional counseling, and it's kind of, like, all-inclusive. We also have, like, massage therapy and all that. Yeah, I was going to mention that, you know, you talked about the idea of of um of of you, you know, you being a part of this and I think you are a part of are part of this movement. And um the idea of of maybe wanting to train a couple more fighters out there that are willing to 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 go through it to to be able to advance the sport as much as possible. I'm pretty sure that's something that you're interested in. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I um, I love teaching. I, I kind of had the unique opportunity um, when I was coming up as an amateur fighter. Um, I was apprenticing under Chris Riley, um, who owns Legends MMA still, and um, that's where I, I started out. Um, and uh, he kind of just taught me how to be a teacher pretty early on, and I just took to it, and I got certified as a trainer, and I was just, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to make this whole sport my life. and. You know, throughout the years, I've gotten involved in the different aspects of it, but it's all been to support my main love, which is Muay Thai. You know, the strength conditioning helps me be a better fighter. The nutrition helps people be better fighters. Um, so for me to give back all the stuff that I've learned over the years, it's it's awesome. Like, and if I can help some other fighters, great. But really, if I could just help, like, anyone, like, make themselves feel better, healthier, and just live a better life, style i'm i'm really happy with that yeah and to have the have uh jiu as a part of it too um you know why why you decide to do the jiu-jitsu portion of of the uh, of the gym um my uh my boyfriend dustin shaw he runs the jiu-jitsu he's the, the grappling guy um he's been doing that for probably as long as i've been doing muay thai um and uh we're working on our affiliation which we should be getting soon um, but I can't divulge that officially until we have signed the paperwork. Um, but we do have a jiu-jitsu program, and uh, Dustin's a really amazing teacher. He's uh, he's just got a really good eye for technique and strategy, and uh, he's he's kind of all around. He got thrown into uh, MMA sparring 
sparring pretty early as, like, a jiu-jitsu guy, you know, when they throw that ground guy in, they're like, here, spar all our strikers. <laughs> and so he got thrown into fight team training, like, without even knowing any striking. And now his striking has gotten really good. Um, so he's kind of a all-around um, good athlete, but he, he doesn't he doesn't compete um, uh, on an MMA level. He doesn't have really much of a desire to. He's just more kind of a teacher. Okay, we're going to tr- attempt this again here and see if this caller is in a prank. Uh, caller, are you there? Caller? Hello? Caller? Okay, well, I guess you're just listening in. Uh Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's very interesting to be able to see that you're kind of expanding in that direction as well because you see that, that there's so many women that are taking up kickboxing and wanting to do uh, mixed martial arts as well. So having a jiu-jitsu problem does help in that, that instance. So it's very interesting to be able to see that as well. I mean, there's so many exciting things going on with you, Jim, too, and I've just been reading through your tweets and, and your, in your Facebook that of all the exciting announcements that you've been making with your gym as well. And, of course, this fight coming up in, in Vegas as well is very, very exciting. So... Um, I guess one one last question. Um, I mean, has it ever crossed your mind to want to try maybe MMA, maybe to just one or two matches? Um, I did, and I was actually training for that um, a couple years ago, and I um, I was just dabbling in it. I was training some jiu-jitsu. I was training some wrestling, and I enjoyed it, um, but I just didn't enjoy it as much as Muay Thai, and I felt like I kind of had to make a decision. Like, I didn't want to do, um, you know, a couple things half-assed. I wanted to do one thing really well. Um, and I I was kind of, you know, struggling with that decision in my head. And it was my intention to go into MMA. And then um, I ended up having an injury during a grappling session. And that kind of set me back. I had some time on the couch um, while I was recovering to, like, think about everything. And what I came up with was that I um, – you know, if I chose to do MMA, I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons. I'd be doing it for more money. I'd be doing it for more exposure. I wouldn't be doing it because I love the sport. And although I'm a big MMA fan, I love and support MMA. I love watching it. I follow the fighters. I think it's great. It's just not for me. And so I decided to continue with Muay Thai, and um, that's that's been really fun. That's what I've been doing since I made that decision. And I kind of just put my, my heart into that. And, and I found, you know, throughout my whole life when I've done that, Good things have always happened. So yeah, there are there are people that that you know they have you have to follow what your heart says. And if if you're not you're not into if your heart's not into into doing something like you know like MMA, then you know you don't do it. You know, I mean it's kind of funny because I talked to Sarah McMahon and Sarah McMahon, you know, kind of lost her. You know, she as much as she loved submission grappling, she kind of lost her kind of lost her spirit in that. You know, she was. She wasn't very happy with it, so that's why she decided to go in MMA because she wanted that new challenge out there, and she she kind of learned to, and she began she got a new love out of it too. So yeah, if you don't follow your heart, you're not going to you know you're not going to be true to yourself. So um, that's absolutely great. I mean, and you know, being a kickboxer, you know, I mean, there's so many advantages to that as well. So it's great to be able to see that as well. Um, any promo, uh, any sponsors that you got picked up for this fight? Yeah, um, Rev Gear is always my sponsor. Um, martial arts gear, best in the business. It's RevGear.com. Um, I have a new sponsor for this site, which is um, a fun Thai taste of Thai restaurant, which is in downtown LA. That has awesome Thai food. That's like really healthy, made with grass-fed beef and organic chicken and all that. So um, they they've been really helpful for this site. Um, 
and I think that's it. Yeah, it was just, just my gym, all the students and uh, trainers that work for me that support me. Um, they've, they've been the biggest help. Um, I would like to mention that I'm trained by, um, I'm not trained by myself at my gym. <laughs> I have a coach, um, which is uh, Mark Kimura over at The Yard Muay Thai, um, which is in downtown LA. And, um, of course, Joe Schilling, um, who also works with me, and he is one of the top fighters in the U.S. He's fighting on Friday uh, at the Nokia Center in downtown L.A., and that's going to be an amazing car, Kevin Ross and Romy. And so I'm really looking forward to that. He's been training super hard, and I'm just so so blessed to have him as, as part of, of my training because he's a world-class athlete. Yeah, did you, do you know if this uh, fight's going to be streamed at all or online or anything? With all of us? Um I think I think it will be like the Go Go Fight Live, is that it? I think that's the name yeah. of it. Um, Go Fight Live. I'm pretty sure it will be, um but I would encourage anyone that lives in the LA area to definitely come and get tickets because it's it's like these high caliber Muay Thai fights going to them in person is what elevates the sport. So, you know, cough up the 50 bucks or whatever it is with all those Ticketmaster fees and just go and support Muay Thai if you're in the L.A. area because it's a great venue. It's going to be a crazy badass card, and I'm super excited for my coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in the L.A. area, make the trip. You guys can always have a fun time up in Vegas and watch the fights. And, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of fights that weekend too. I mean, I think your fight is Friday night or Saturday night. My fight um, is on Saturday night, um, okay, and yeah. it's at the Hard Rock, and um, I think it's streaming live, too, but yeah, if you're in Vegas, or you're close to it, like, definitely make the trip. Um, yeah, but, um, I was going to say, yeah, it's very exciting, go ahead. I'm super excited, I was just like, dude, I gotta get, like, I gotta go to Vegas once and fight, you know, <laughs> I gotta be able to tell my grandkids that I fought at the Hard Rock in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So, it's pretty cool. I think it'll, it'll, it'll happen more often. I think this Lions promotion looks like they know what they're doing, and uh, I think that they'll definitely have you back on the card, you know, win, lose, or draw after this, after this fight, but it's great to be able to see it. So um, thanks a lot for taking some time out, Roxy. You know, I've, I've been following you, I think, since last year on Twitter, um, at Roxy Balboa, if you guys want to follow her as well, and make sure you go to uh, go to her website uh, for uh, Function 5 Fitness. Uh, definitely check that out as well. Um, anything else that you want to add at all, Roxy? Um, no, that's it. I think we pretty much covered it. And just thanks for thanks for listening, and I'm gonna keep training hard. Okay, we'll do, Roxy. I look forward to it. Thank you for being on the show. All right, thank you. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. That was Roxy Richardson, everybody. You guys can check her out on Twitter at Roxy Balboa. You guys can also check out function number five fitness dot com. Check out her gym; it's really, really good um, as well. So definitely check that out as well. Um, I don't have Sunday scheduled as of yet. I'll let you guys know what's going on uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you go to uh, if you follow me at Wombat Sports, we may have an announcement there. Um, definitely check that out. So we'll have an announcement on Sunday show at one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern, coming up within the next day or so. Um, we'll have an exciting fighter on some sort. Um, we just got the November list, and it's a very packed November for, for fighting, so we'll definitely take that as well. Um, with that in mind, I thank everybody for joining us here on Wombat Sports, here on Blog Talk Radio, also on WombatSports.com, and GoFightLive.tv. 
and we'll see you guys coming up Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.